0: Back on the Hammered Out Show, 1017theHammer, 1017theHammer.com. Your text on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling text line, 765-447-4080. Always love hearing from you guys. And always love hearing from our next guest here, Tom Deanhart of goldandblack.com. He has been in the trenches at Lucas Oil uh, all week long here during Big Ten Media Days. And he joins us now. Good afternoon, my friend. How
1: are you? Outstanding, yes, here in Naptown, uh, trying to punctuate the end of another Big Ten Media Day. Uh, today was Purdue Day, if you will. Jeff Brom spoke at 11 a.m. And Jeff Brom and four players will be available here starting at four o'clock for an hour on their individual podium So, Purdue's the last team to finish up today, and Cam Allen, Jalen Graham, Payne Durham, and Aiden O'Connell, in addition to Jeff Rom, will be the Boilermakers, uh, having the final word here on Media Day 2022, starting
0: at 4. Are you going to be talking Payne Durham into caddying for you later on this year? I hear he did a good job <laughs> last week.
1: Yeah, how about that look? He had the mirror shades on, he had the catty white jumper, man. He was ready for Augusta, wasn't he?
0: I'll tell you what, he's, he, he looks intimidating. They they put up, he got nominated for, what's the Tight End Award, right? They put him on the watch list for that.
1: Mackie, for the Mackie, yeah, yeah. Mackie
0: Award. And uh, with the facial hair, I mean, th- this guy is, uh, check the, go to Ancestry.com. He has to be related to Tom Selleck. I mean, he looked like Magnum P.I. <laughs> on that
1: thing. Yeah, he's uh, he's a good guy too. Uh, you like seeing good things happen to good people. He's a leader. He's a very well liked teammate. I wouldn't be shocked if he is not named a captain here at some point. And uh, yeah, just the kind of guy you want on your team. People gravitate to him. And plus, he's a pretty good tight end too, isn't he? Oh,
0: boy, you do that as soon as he stepped on campus, right? I mean, you you saw him that freshman year. You're like, yeah, that looks like a Big Ten tight end. I mean, he is a he's a big dude.
1: Yeah, you know, he's gotten better at blocking. His reception total has gone up every year. I think he had 45 last year. I think he has 13 career touchdown catches. Real knack for catching TDs in the red zone. And, boy, last time we saw him, he had that spectacular, I think it was a 62-yard run and catch for a touchdown where he shred a couple of volunteers like flies on his way to Pager, one of the best touchdown catches we've seen in recent history. So he's looking to pick up where he left off. And I tell you what, Jared, between him Garrett Miller, Purdue's got two pretty good tight ends for Aden O'Connell to throw to. I love both those
0: guys. We're talking with Tom Deanhart here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. He is down at Lucas Oil Stadium at Big Ten Media Days. You mentioned Jeff Brom taking the podium earlier today uh, around 11 o'clock. Uh, tell me a little bit about what he had to say. What were some of the things that the uh, media wanted to know about with uh, Purdue? What were some of the questions that were being asked and, and, and the responses that stood out to you?
1: You know, a lot just Building on that momentum that they, that they were able to capture last year, you know, winning nine games for the first time since 2003. And he said uh, a real secret to their success last year was the defense. Uh, you know, we always talk offense with Purdue, but really, it was that defense from game one to game 13 that was the most consistent aspect of the 2021 Boilermakers. Uh, did a good job generating turnovers, making big plays. And they really hope that defense can sort of pick up where it left off. Um, seven starters are back. Of course, uh, they got to, the biggest need is they got to find a pass rusher, right? With Big George gone the West Lafayette Red Devil. Uh, but there, there's a lot to like there. Uh, so, uh, again, uh, a, a new defensive coordinator for the fourth year in a row, though, two Jared's new dynamic with Ron English now calling the signals. Don't expect anything, any radical changes schematically, but, just a different voice now, a different guy on Saturdays He's going to be pushing the buttons on that defense.
0: Was there a central theme in some of the questioning today amongst the coaches? I, I got the sense yesterday it was a lot of NIL talk. I know uh, Kirk Frenz had a uh, a lot to say. sounded like a guy that was kind of ready to head out the door because of the direction that college football was going in. Was there a lot of talk about that stuff in NIL today amongst the coaches?
1: A little bit, you know uh... – Look, yeah, you have to embrace change. Um, you can shake your fist and scream at the clouds all you want, but this is the new reality of Cleveland Athletics. you got to get on board, and maybe Kirk Ferentz doesn't want to do that. But uh, I know it's a new dynamic. A lot of people aren't comfortable with NIL, with players getting paid. And, and again, uh, but if we're not going backwards. We still have a lot of things to figure out. But certainly uh, NIL has been a, a, a big topic here. Of course, conference realignment, right? Yep. USC and UCLA coming aboard. A lot of questions about that. I thought it was interesting on Tuesday when Kevin Warren spoke. Uh, he said that when USC and UCLA enter the conference in 2024, they will be full-fledged members, which means they're going to get a, get a full share of the media rights money and. The Big Ten fans, remember, that wasn't the case for Nebraska, Rutgers, or Maryland. Yeah. They, came in, yeah, they had sort of gradually work their way up to a full share, but that won't be the case with the two newcomers from out west. They're going to get a full, fat check from day one on the end of the conference in a couple of years.
0: You think them two coming into the time they're going to with the renegotiation, I mean, the the, the, yeah. the amount of money they're going to bring in by doing that, I mean, it uh, they're certainly earning it uh, as opposed yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to dump on Maryland and, and, and Rutgers and stuff, but they weren't adding the value to the TV contract like these two guys are.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably a big part of it. You're right. So we should hopefully maybe find out how big that TV number is here in August. Uh, Kevin Warren wouldn't really specifically say when that was going to be announced, but again, um, uh, expected, I I would expect, like most people, it's going to happen here in August before the start of the season. So, we're getting closer, Jared. August 2nd, Purdue begins practice, training camp practices. And uh, so uh, the Boilmakers will be hitting the field here shortly. And September 1st is the opener right against Penn State. Uh, it's a big ballgame for both those programs.
0: We're talking with Tom Deanhart from GoldenBlack.com on our Hammerhead Hotline. Um, you, you mentioned a little bit about uh, you know conference realignment. Uh, I know Kevin Warren said yesterday that it's going to be very strategic. We're not adding just to add. And, you know, you and I have had those discussions. It seems like uh, it's got to be an academic institution and you feel like it's got to get you into a big media market, kind of worth it to do it. I think the only exception to that would be bringing in Notre Dame uh, because, no disrespect to South Bend, I don't think it's cracking the top 25 media markets anytime soon, but um. Has there been any new talk on that? Are you hearing any new buzz about adding new teams anytime soon? No, no,
1: nothing really. It just seems like from from stories you read, people you talk to, uh, uh, that that things probably going to settle down here. in, in, in the short term, uh, I think the, the next domino everybody's focused on is Notre Dame. Well, what are the Fighting Irish going to do? Are they going to join the league? Will they stay independent? And I think there's a couple factors there that are going to weigh. Uh, in Notre Dame's decision. One is how big of a TV number can they get on their own? Uh, could they get a contract worth upwards of $55, $60 million a year? Uh, we'll find out at some point here in the next couple of years when their deal with NBC and the ACC runs out. And then, and then, of course, access to the playoffs. I think that's a huge one for Notre Dame. What's the new playoff going to look like when it's, when it's hatched? How many teams will it have? And how many of those spots are going to go to at-large members? Because that's the key for Notre Dame. The more at-large bursts the future playoff has, the better for Notre Dame. Uh, So, again, those are going to be the two factors, I think, that that weigh in Notre Dame's decision. But I tell you what, Jared, if they do join the Big Ten, that could really set off just uh, a huge chain reaction and really shake up, I think, the, the football conferences once again in a very radical nature.
0: So we shouldn't be surprised. I know there's been talks about it. I know Barry Alvarez down there. I know Kevin Warren talked about it yesterday about expanding that playoff, that they don't want to stand there. They want to do that. They're trying to come up with a number and stuff. Uh, What have you been hearing uh, from those guys about that down there? And uh, two, I got to think now, if that's the case that the Big Ten is going to push for a a much more limited number of at-large bursts to get in uh, because they probably want to force Notre Dame to join, and that seems to be the way to do it. What are you hearing about expanding that college football playoff from the Big Ten perspective?
1: Yeah, that would be uh, the Big Ten's desire would be to have more automatic bursts uh, for conference champions. The highest-ranked conference champions as opposed to at-large, I think the SEC is going to go the opposite. They don't want want Notre Dame to go to the Big Ten, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, eight teams, 12 teams, 16 teams, Barry Alvarez talked about any of those three incarnations he would be happy with i'd love to see 16 the more the merrier i think um we can't get there soon enough, as far as i'm concerned um so yeah just a lot of a lot of speculation a lot of things being kicked around but i think one thing we can all count on is is the sec uh and the big 10 to a degree are really going to be the ones who shape this future playoff and uh and, and how it looks and how it's how it's really set up so well can you talk about huge storylines in, in sport? College sports has in football in particular, there's so many huge storylines going on right now with the, the the playoff expansion coming, conference realignment, you know NIL. Uh, collectives. I mean, online it goes with these big storylines that are really reshaping the sport right before our very eyes.
0: And we're moving to a two-party system here. This is the way it's going. The SEC and the Big Ten—they make all the decisions. Yeah, that's cute. There's some other people that are there as runs, and sometimes they win one. But let's face it—it's going to come down to these two. And um, I think that you know you brought up a great point there with Notre Dame. I think it's going to be very interesting to see if the SEC is going to try to uh, because obviously if they want to reserve more berths for you know. Teams in the conference and limit those at large out of the conference. That that benefits them, but at the same time, yeah, there's a money aspect to deal with here. And I I, I would be really, I'm going to be very interested to see how this goes for them.
1: I think at large burst paper the SEC too. I think they they feel they could get four or five teams in like a maybe a 12 or a 16 team playoff. Uh, they could have that many teams that would rank high enough to probably merit selection in the playoffs. So. They really don't want automatic qualifiers. Then uh, that go to conference, high, high, highly ranked conference champs. So it's going to be fun. But the bottom line, like I said, is the Pac-12, the Big 12, the ACC, everybody else outside the Big Ten, the SEC, aren't really going to have a voice in how this thing looks.
0: Uh, before we let you go, Tom, any great uh, quotables that you uh that, that you heard today amongst coaches or players, and any anything really stand out today that you just you couldn't help but laugh at. <laughs>
1: You know, just yesterday, Pat Fitzgerald, at one point, there was a long pause between questions. And he goes, well, I guess that's what happens when you win three games. And (laughs) and, uh, kind of poking fun at himself. uh, Just a good guy. Having a little fun. So nothing nothing too big, uh, nothing earth-shattering. You know, sometimes people are cautious with their words in public settings. Um, uh, Jeff Brom said today, uh, back to Purdue real quick, that just some key players – probably won't be full go here when camp starts on Tuesday. Uh, still guys coming off surgeries or injuries. Not fully healthy. They want to be cautious with. Hopefully they all get to September 1st. They're ready to go. Guys like Brock Thompson, Lawrence Johnson are among them. Uh, uh, who are a couple of the other ones we talked about. Uh, some of the defensive backs too. Jamari Brown and Corey Trice are still sort of coming off injuries, surgeries. Trice with his knee uh, and I think Jamari Brown had a hip injury. So, again, uh I got a story posted up on that as well. So, you know, we're getting closer when we start talking about availability of players and practice and whatnot, but Purdue's got 29 days, I think, once they start practice to get ready for that big opener. Uh, on Thursday night, uh, September 1st, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Fox against a Penn State team that's got a lot to prove this year.
0: Finally, Penn State has to open up on the road for the first time in forever. Thank God I, they keep on playing at home for their openers. Uh, um, so glad to see them on the road. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. Uh, I did hear that uh, Franklin was not happy about opening up on the road. But like the like the 10th or 11th time in a row they've had to open up on the road in the in the Big Ten, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, you know, and also in September, Penn State's got to go play at Auburn, so they've got. We've got some heavy lifting from challenges right out of the gate. Again, this is a Penn State team that's just an aggregate 11-11 and 11 the last two years. Uh, they're looking to get their mojo back, and they're about a three-and-a-half point favorite against Purdue the last time I looked. Mm-hmm. You know this is a game they think they can win, they, they feel like they can win, and they probably uh, think they have to win if they want to really reach their goals this year. Purdue's got all those same feelings, right? Yep. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised when game time comes if this game isn't supposed to being a pick 'em and uh, just a lot on the line. If Purdue can somehow get a win, too, boy, you, need to, you need to look ahead to schedule, and boy, that could be a big momentum boost to a fast start for the Boilermakers.
0: You heard, River, you heard Riverboat uh, Tom Deanhart right there. Hurry up and get the points while you still can, because that line will move. Tom Deanhart, goldenblack.com and uh, not a certified uh, financial planner, that's for sure, but that's okay. He's got money tips for you. Buddy, hey, enjoy the uh, enjoy the St. Elmo's with everybody else down there, if you can. Uh, and then, of course, uh, 4 o'clock here, the uh, players take the podium for Purdue. I'm sure they'll also stream that on Big Ten Network, but Tom's going to have all the write-ups yeah. and all the bites that you need as well. So make sure you go to goldenblack.com. He's got... Uh, All the stuff covered. Uh, He's the best in the business. Tom, hey, we always appreciate you, buddy. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the evening down there, all right? Take care, Jared. Be good, buddy. Thanks, bud. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, It's the uh, Return to the Bricks weekend down at IMS You've got the Xfinity uh series racing, you got IndyCar down there, and you got the uh the Big NASCAR race as well on Sunday. We're gonna talk to Justin Haley, Winnemack native, driving the number thirty one Chevrolet this weekend. He is coming up next here on the Hammer Down Show. One oh one seven the Hammer 101.